and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Is anyone joining us? They can pop in at any time where we are. They can pop in at any they time. Missed. Who knows? You gotta let me also record just in case, though. Oh. Do <laughs> you want me to stop Welcome that? Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Are we going yet? Do we know? It's been going. You have to give me the right to also record, though. Oh. In case yo internet or my internet go out. Welcome to our production meeting of A Nightmare on Fear Street. <laughs> there you go, Shrey. All right. I'm the one that just sits here and goes, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of a Fear Street Halloween. I have taken off my costume because it was hot. Spoiler alert. Uh, not really spoiler. I don't know what I mean. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> so we all just got done watching Poltergeist. Yeah. The original. Um, also, wait, before we get to that, just one quick reminders. Again, vote on the poll. I haven't checked to see if anybody's voted since we last yeah. talked Okay, so get it done. Um, vote on the poll. You have until Sunday evening-ish sometime. Um, uh, poster costumes, if you've got them tomorrow. But that might, we might get more of those tomorrow, I bet, than tonight. Um, so yeah, make sure you do all that. So, but before we get into like actually talking about Poltergeist, I'm curious. Was this your first time watching ever? Have you seen it before? I saw it twice as a kid, and as a kid, it didn't register it was a horror movie, and now I understand why, and that's some of my notes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I saw it as a kid. It was like when your aunt, or your near, my, I was staying at my grandparents, and my uncle left it on the, we were watching a movie before, and this was the movie after, mm. so we weren't supposed to be watching this until like, the pool scene at the end is when my mother walked in, she's like, what the hell are y'all watching? <laughs> Like too late, been traumatized. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've seen this movie so many times that like, yeah. So let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. Amanda, you want to start us off? Yeah, I I mean, the begin. You know what I love about Spielberg and is his storytelling, and that opening. I I don't know what it is. Even though I know it's like this horror film, I love the beginning where we get a fault like get to like the family we get the everyday kind of like routine of them and then the understanding and then like that opening so I like them you know what I mean I just really I'm rooting for them and that whole all I know is those neighborhood kids are rough they come in but great storytelling the use of like the the camera of like showing the the big the neighborhood that and then kind of panning into everything like you know, to the football game and everything that's happening. So this is like giving me an idea that's real life, that this could actually happen to anyone um, or the story where it begins. So that was kind of my beginning note is that this is what I really love about horror films. And sometimes is you like your people, you know, and you're rooting for them. These are your people. And then- you want someone to survive? <laughs> someone to survive. Yeah, when it, yeah. I love a like movie where the suburbs is about to get messed up. This is why I love Wes Craven. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Right. So my first note is literally about the use of the national anthem and the opening, like the first thing you see is the national anthem or the first thing you hear anyway is the national anthem. So it brings me to my, my first question. Is the theme of this movie <laughs> colonialism or the revenge of those that were affected by colonialism? Because... Um, the idea that these people have moved it, so this is kind of going all over the place in this film, this note, but like the idea that this um, neighborhood, this, su this suburb was built on top of a graveyard. Mm -hmm. um, they don't specify what kind, so we're just going to say graveyard. Um, no, <laughs> but they, yeah, um, was built on top of that and they didn't even move the bodies so it's just this idea to me that like these people moved into this this area, mm -hmm. fucked some shit up, and now that shit's like 
we coming for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really clever, if that was intentional, which I hope it was, I think it, have, it would have to have been. I mean, cause there, yeah. there's also the theme of like media and like that kind of thing, but the use of the national anthem was just a very striking choice to like open us up. Yeah, it's like the the idea of the American dream, right? Like big house, big everything, keep expanding, but at what cost sometimes of other people? Um, and then, yeah, I thought that was, a re- yeah, a good moment. I'm just thinking, sorry, I just had a flashback of the Reagan book. I'm just like, no. <laughs> That's a like, good moment to mention that. <laughs> I, the American theme and the Reagan book and the father being a closed-minded conservative is one of my first points. Because like it sets us up for this is America. Sometimes your dads are Republicans and a little bit cold. <laughs> and like even when she's like trying to get him to come into the kitchen because she's like shit's wrong. She's like, think back to when we first met and you had an open mind. And when I hear that kind of language from these wives in these movies, I'm just like, why are you still here? Why are you? Still- <laughs> truly, truly. Well, I, and, and actually, like this is really this this movie like in their other movies that do this really well but this is truly like a snapshot in time like i feel like mm-hmm. i i wasn't alive in 1982 three 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 i was not alive in 1982 yeah. um and but i feel like this is what suburbia was like um and and it really does a good job of that of making you um get into that i don't know yeah um it you know like like amanda was saying showing the guy like he's like skateboarding to his this adult man (laughs) looks like he's biking biking to the house oh biking yes and he's like with beer like a six pack and (laughs) um and then the neighbors having the remote issues with the watching the football game like it all feels like what suburbia would have felt like in the in the early 80s and in the and in the early, late 70s, early 80s, suburbia was booming. I mean, they were building yeah. suburban areas left and right. So like, this is very fitting for this time and making a comment about 1983, very specifically. Yes. Yes, very much 1983. Also, Craig T. Nelson playing dads for 40 years, maybe 50 now. Uh. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. He is America's dad. Let's be real. <laughs> but Amanda, did you have another thought? Uh, I mean, Sheree almost. I had one note where I'm like, Craig T. Nelson, if I'm ever stuck in a tornado, it's basically <laughs> come rescue me, Craig T. Nelson. Um, I love that. You know, like we start. Uh, like we see the dead bird, you know, we see Tweety, RIP Tweety. Um, and then the animals acting weird. And that's always like this wonderful, crazy thing that I always hear about when people are like, animals see things. And like, if you start like start seeing death or like things around you or de- decompose, like, um, and they can sense something like that other thing. So I love those elements of like the, fa- like every bit of the family starts going down, um, this thing, you know, like, I'm like, Buzz, what are you barking at? I'm like, oh no, Mm-mm. like Buzz is like standing up and playing. But I do love how immediate the mother notices it. Like how Diane is just like, oh, something's up. Um, Cause usually they fight it, you know, so many, what I think I really enjoyed about this film and the point is like, start seeing the family, but they acknowledge it pretty quickly where usually the mom is like, it's okay. Dad said it's okay. We're all gonna be okay. And she's like, no, something's up. This is what's going on. Um, and she kind of gives into it, like whatever it is. Uh, so that was my next point of like, it was very easy for them to kind of accept it and move into it, where sometimes you just like you ignore it, or um, if that's making sense now, I'm just rambling. One of one of you just muted yourself, Trent. One of our um, possible guests this weekend, Gabe Real Joseph, just mentioned TV signs, TV stations used to sign off with the national anthem back in the day. I was literally about to say that same thing. <laughs> but can we get out of one of these? Can we get out of one of these movies without 
killing some pets. It's so sad. I was so happy to see the dog and they brought him back into that situation. That's yeah. one of my notes. One of my notes is after all the shit is like taken care of, we see them packing and then it's like, but we're going to sleep here tonight. I'm going to get in the bathtub. And I was like, that's not how you handle a haunted house. Oh, or I'm sorry, a house with poltergeists. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you relax in a bathtub where you just birthed it from your ceiling with your daughter who was missing for weeks? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, I was glad the dog lived. I was very glad the dog lived. Buzz. Um, no fault of the owners. <laughs> so as we begin to get into like the, the weird supernatural stuff starts to happen. The fact yeah, yeah. that, did anyone else think it was weird that the fact that this mom is like, woo, I'm so excited. Let me show everybody. Come watch this. It's like a trick. <laughs> I took that as sort of a desperate housewife situation because back in the day you had that family unit where the father makes the money and the wife stays home and she raises the kids and she cleans the house and she has no excitement in her life. <laughs> and that was the way things were supposed to be because gender norms. And so I took it as her being like, something's finally happening in this boring ass suburb. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, let me tell you, even during this quarantine when I've been by myself, I forgot I left a cabinet open and I thought the house was haunted. And I was like, is there a ghost here? Okay, cool. I mean, if you want to watch a movie with me later, you want to do a puzzle together, I'm cool with that. You know, because when you're by yourself and she's like, what the kids are all off and it's like, this is something that's, you know, it's not haunted. I just left a cabinet open, but like, I can see where when you're by yourself to look for something. Um, but yeah, like Sherry's saying, but I totally get it. if this house was haunted, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, not great. They didn't they didn't like advertise that on Zillow, but like um I don't know if they can. <laughs> Two bedroom. Um but yeah, I thought yeah, it was I thought it was weird, but I was digging Diane. I was like, get it, girl. What do you need to do? Right. And can we also get, I'm gonna give Diane some props for being a mom who is not afraid to like lay in her bed with just a t-shirt on like broken <laughs> pot which i did not pick up on as a kid like the, when, he, when he's reading reagan she's out there smoking and i'm just like y'all are a couple y'all definitely don't have a lot in common um, <laughs> I, I was sorry i just got heated i got a little bothered i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a little um um she needs a fan, oh, yes. a, a sip of, of, of drink, yes. I yes, a sip of drink. She's <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> Aren't we all in quarantine though? God, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, it was weird to me to, to be like, oh, a Ashley's gonna join, join us again. Ooh, <gasps> um, been Ashley. But yeah, yeah. it was, just, it was weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got to say about the weird mom and how she's upset, loves these ghosts that are in her home. I mean, she would have fit in on Wisteria Lane. I feel that. Hello, Ashton. <laughs> um, but yeah, so whoever wants to go next, that's, that's my next point. You've got something ready, Ashley, because we can start doing the rotation here. Uh, Two words, Zelda Rubenstein. Yes. Oh, I was, yes, I was getting there. For... I don't know if we're there yet, but. We can go there. Well, we can um, totally go there. I mean, just so character actress of life and her performance as Tangina is just so incredibly nuanced mm -hmm. um a piece of trivia that i found out actually about her is that she um was uh there's in, in she did like three different poltergeist movies i think she did, i think she did three of them and um there was a moment in this this trivia piece where her mother passed away and she was having publicity stills taken for her at the time and they they tell the story about how she like stopped the film process stopped the the publicity shot and 
she said, something's just happened. I need to, I need to get on the phone. And her mother had just died. Oh. So like there was this whole thing. And then when they developed the film, this is sort of when oh. that whole idea of like cursed movies, I think started to mm. like, from like the exorcist, right? Like those things that kind of been sort of brought up, right? Mm-hmm. And and can sort of continued more with Poltergeist. But I mean, she is just fucking brilliant, this movie. I was gonna so, say, the minute that, so for those of you that haven't seen this movie, and if you haven't, what are you doing with your life? But like, the minute she walks on to the screen, she's this very small woman but she commands everyone in that room everyone is like oh let me stand back she is the movie she yes oh and she only arrives like half like more always the last 30 minutes yeah but that's when it starts we could have we could have sped up all that other stuff and gotten straight to her yeah we could have she talks to them and i just i love that um my favorite line of hers is this house is clay <laughs> and she says it with such there's such a there's like a breath that she takes mm-hmm. in between this house breath this house is clean and it's just like right oh <laughs> but even though it ain't it ain't clean yet it ain't it can't ever be clean let's be real it's not that clean oh, be fun. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's culture guys Roomba it's as clean as she can get it. Right. Also, Beatrice Strait, who plays the doctor, Dr. Dr. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody knew who she was. Uh, Broadway actress, like theater actress forever, right? Like the heiress and like all this like big, huge, you know, theatrical, you know, stalwart shows. And she shows up in this movie and it's like, Oh, the nuance, the nuance. That scene that they all have where they're just like on the couch, right? And she comes over with the with the flask, right? She hands with the flask. Mm. It's just like that gorgeous monologue, you know? It's like, I want to know her. I don't give a shit about the man getting in the kitchen with the steak crawling across the counter and uh, his face falling off. Like, I don't care about him. No, <laughs> it's important. Like, an, like, it's like what happens at Applebee's. You're like, ah! Um, Hear me out. We do a remake. Leslie Jordan, Tangina, mm-hmm. Dr. Legs, Holland Taylor. No, I'm just kidding. But like, Tara <laughs> uh, Paulson as the mom, as <gasps> Diane. Oh! Yeah, yeah, the remake of this movie is not nearly as good as the original, for sure. I never watched it. I don't know, it won't be as good. But yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's a remake of Poltergeist? Yes. It's kind of recent, like the last five years. Yeah, yeah. The the last five years. Who plays Tangina? I don't. It's been so long, and I was probably intoxicated. You have when to I'm look that up. But like, yeah, there's a remake. I knew it wasn't for me. Um, Ooh. One of my points, and we are definitely off rotation. But one of my points is that I watched most of these Poltergeist movies at least twice as a kid, and never registered them as horror movies. And it's because of the Stephen King style where he, don't get me wrong, Jaws, creepy as fuck. But like, he just has a way of pushing for blockbuster energy. And so sometimes things are happening that should be spooky, but they're done in a way and underscored in a way where it's like, is this Indiana Jones? Um, <laughs> like specifically when Carol Ann is snatched because you have all this stuff happening, but we don't get to be afraid of anything because it's all at once. And it has this weird underscoring music, which is like, not doing what it should be doing if it wants to instill fear. Mm. Mm. Um, so the remake I found, it's in, it was in 2015. Did they change the story? They changed a whole bunch. There's not, none of the same, like Carol Ann's not in it. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, it's a whole other story. It really it was good. I remember that. <laughs> It wasn't that good. Anyway, but this movie um, is is pretty good. I mean, it, it's interesting to go from one of like what many consider like a very classic staple film f- from that. And then we just did like a, a film that came out two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's our whole lineup this weekend. It's just like new stuff, old stuff, questionable stuff. It's all over. 
Um, yeah. You have another point, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, I That's do. I made a point for a while, so we're good with me. Um, I made I made a point that I really love that uh, the use of the house as a character, like you know what I mean, like the the tree, the puppetry of that, like that becoming alive, the closet, every space now. Because when you like, it scared me as a child, and there's moments where I'm like. I look at the closet and there's like a million ways that I could like destroy me or scare me, you know? And I'm like, oof. And I loved what they did with that. Like, um, those iconic scenes, like when Diane's about to go into the closet, you know, to go get Carol Ann or like the mo how they use this as a whole nother character, the house. I'm just like, uh, I really love that. I love all those things they did. When that tree is eating that little boy. Is I was like, Robbie. I was stressful. I said, I'm never climbing a tree again. No. <laughs> no. With, with the, with the, can I just jump on that super quick? The, yeah. the, about the house. Uh, it's so, uh, it, to relate it to something current is so uh, Karma Maria Machado-esque, like uh, uh, this whole like, it's, and it's queer, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It is a, it is a queer, um, narrative, this idea of the house as haunting, but also this idea, right, of the, like, you know, we can sort of add all these layers on top of it, right, that have nothing to do with the movie, but, but necessarily, but this whole idea of the closet, right, there's this whole, like, that the closet is the heart of the house, and when when Tangina comes and Dr. Lesh says, uh, we think that's the heart of the house. And she turns around and looks at her and she says, there are many hearts in this house. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, for sure. But also right, but also right mother, right? This whole, this very much the mother aspect. Mm -hmm. She was in the fight with the children and he was sort of separate like they did with the fathers <laughs> during those times. Yeah. Like even when like go back in the house for no fucking reason towards the end to like sleep and bathe, he's somewhere else. And it's not even like really explained why he's there because he quit his job, but he's going to his job to tell his boss he quit again. I'm like, that's a phone call. Get out of this house. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Shrey, do you have another point? Yes. My point was, how do they find Dr. Lesh with no internet? Because it was at a section of the phone book. Did they have to like, find a friend? How you find uh, your Ghostbusters in this town? Help one mm. on, on the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right? They called the Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters were busy, so they had to call her. Right? I also... I also appreciated that her team had one black man on it, even though he was kind of the token, because <laughs> he had no lines his first scene and then had very few lines throughout. And then was like, go downstairs by yourself and hold the rope. Because I was like, oh no, yeah. don't go down by yourself. But I was, it wasn't the one where, that his face like fell off. <laughs> yeah, who got to leave the house? And my theory is if we're all in the house and you're like, my face just fell off, I'm leaving too. Yeah. <laughs> she does say right doesn't dr lesh also say she's like he's not coming back <laughs> right? i think she's so glad she's just like he's he's not coming back yeah. he's not coming back yeah <laughs> jump to jump on that because that was all a mind thing right like they had gotten into his head like he was seeing all the rotting and i was curious of how that didn't happen to other like anyone else or maybe like the house was doing things but things actually like was it the bite? What was it that like drew him specifically? Mm. Was he more susceptible for some reason? Well, he was yeah. big. Yeah, he got the bite. Ah. Oh, maybe that infected him. That I was think... my favorite what, Robbie moment. You got bit? Ooh, like, oh, like Robbie. <laughs> I, think, I think for the moment they get there, the house is trying to get them out. Mm -hmm. The three of them, all three of them. Um, but uh, yeah, my next note is the very end, so you can skip me for a while. Well, already on that. So yeah, do you have anything else, Ashley? <laughs> but, but like, uh, 
when the boss shows up again, right? And he's like, he, they they go on this whole hike, right? And he's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, the fuck is this like scene that we do? Like that made no, that makes no sense, right? I mean, it it I guess it does in the arc of the story of like, we want to keep him around, right? So that he can keep, you know, making. And I guess maybe they use that as sort of the plot device for him to figure out when the boss says again, right. oh, we've already done this. We've already moved the head. We've already moved this cemetery. We've we done this do once before. And yeah, now fine. Before. We can do that. Yeah. That reveal was the first time I leaned forward. Cause I'm just like, oh, now we got something spicy. Cause before that, <laughs> random shit is happening. The kids are getting snatched, and you're like, you know what? That scans. But then it's like, is there a reason? <laughs> right, and because they're trying to do it again. Yeah. Which is telling, and I think I think that's kind of a statement on like capitalism and how that what like what we were talking about earlier with colonialism mixed with capitalism and the fact that you think that you can just move to a land and build whatever the fuck you want to and do whatever you want to with no repercussions that that can sometimes come and bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. It makes me worried. Like, I mean, we're on ground that's like, who knows way before us that there's like, we're on somebody's like, we don't know. Like the Panera is probably the most haunted place. <laughs> but like, yeah, like this land, like all this stuff, yeah. We just don't know half the time. No, like it, it definitely, I, I'm, I'm making the parallels better than when I was a kid, but we know who, what burial ground they're on. We know that even if it doesn't tell us. And so it was kind of like, it's very Columbusing again. So like, <laughs> you did all this bullshit with the pilgrims and now you're gonna settle on this land that it's not yours again. And I even have the DC to move the bodies. Just gonna park it out. Yeah, I will say before before I rewatched this this time, I thought that it was it was stated that this was indigenous an indigenous people's graveyard, but um, it doesn't necessarily specifically say that in this movie. So it makes me wonder either it does in the pre in the not the sequel it does in the remake, or I'm just getting it confused with ninety eight percent of Stephen King's stories. <laughs> I feel like perhaps this is an edited version because people have been doing that where they go back in decades later and cut certain things out like we're not supposed to notice because all of us can't be like it's Native American burial ground right and then have no proof so I'm wondering <laughs> if that's what happened the boss mentions it but I didn't think it was because of all the jewelry like when they started talking about that's what made me feel weird about all the modern piece more modern pieces of jewelry I was like well that's not yeah, because it also wasn't like indigenous pottery or like that would have made sense to be in there, but it was like jewels and like diamonds. Actually, I'm looking this up right now, uh, just because I'm, I just, I'm here. Uh, on Reddit, where everything is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the hauntings are caused because the house is built over a regular cemetery, not tribal burial ground. In fact, there's a line in the film, which you pretty much just said, uh, that specifically mentions the fact that it is not tribal mm -hmm. burial ground. How did we all have the same hallucination that it was Native American burial ground? Group think is weird. I think it's just one of those things, right? It's that idea, right, that we've talked about earlier too, uh, of the curse of films, right? The curse of The Exorcist, the cult, the curse of Pol Poltergeist is a huge one, right? Because of all of the real life things. Yeah. Have you guys talked about that? Not yet, but no. I, don't know, I know I know about the ending. That was like a big thing when I was a child about like the props, like the skeletons were that real. were actually, they were real. So she was in the pool and like whatever. And Did they pay this woman real. millions of dollars? Cause they should have, <laughs> cause I ain't going in. Yeah. She had to be right. She had to be convinced to get into it, which happened because Stephen King himself, uh, Stephen King, Stephen Spielberg, <laughs> Maybe Stephen King was there too. I don't know. But Stephen <laughs> King like out. got into the pool with with Joe Beth Williams and was like, "Look, mm -hmm. there's all this lighting." She was like, "There's all this electrical equipment around this pool. Like, I don't want to get in there." And he's like, 
I'm going to get in here with you and we're going to do this scene. And that's what happened. But, but, but the whole thing about like uh, Heather O'Rourke, who plays Carol Ann, who died from yeah. like an intestinal disease. Uh, and she was like 12. Yeah, Dominic she Dunn. She didn't even make it through all the sequels. Yeah, Dominic Dunn, who plays, what's the daughter's name? I can never think of her name. Oh, Dana? Dana, yeah. who plays Dana, was murdered. Murdered, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was in real life. She this very shortly after the movie was released, she um, was strangled, she was strangled to death in the driveway of her home. Oh, uh-huh. it was like, like a, a fan, right, or a stalker or something. Yeah, she had a she had a a stalker fan who killed her. That's nuts. I did not know that. Crazy. I'm pretty sure Joe Beth William and Craig D. Nelson are the only cast members still standing. Last time. I googled. I think so. Because yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, what's her name? Gilda. I don't even think she made it through all the sequels either because they had to add another character in like three or four which to be honest they should have stopped by then. But Hilda yeah. Rubenstein I think did, I think she did three. Okay, did she? Then it was four. They had that old creepy dude that was he started the second one, that guy. Which okay. did anybody clock the fact that when the when one of the caskets first open at the end, it totally looks like him? I've seen yes. <laughs> I've seen articles about that. Mm-hmm. But it's wild. Right. Oh Craig T. He survived the curse because he needed to give us a million seasons of coach. <laughs> oh my God. That is such a deep cut. Do you remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's my first time clocking him as an actor because he'd been in stuff. He's been playing dads, but as a kid, Nick and I was like, "Here's Coach," and I was like, "Oh, Coach, that's that one guy." <laughs> Wasn't that show on for like fifteen years? Or it was something? like a long time. It, it long was his career. Like, <laughs> <laughs> TV money is good. TV money is good. Mm, TV money is good. Um. um Go ahead, Amanda. Oh, no, I was just going to say the comedy was great in this, and I loved it as an adult watching it. Because there's that moment with Tandina and Diane when she's like, You've never done this before. She's like, It's like a a beat. You're right. You go. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I was laughing at this moment. I was like, This is an intense moment, but they, they knew how to add the comedy in there. Even like, Dana at the end when she's like, what is happening? And she's just screaming with a hickey on her neck. Oh, the and like, yeah, I clogged cool. this time. <laughs> and in the, in the ending, you know, when he rolls out the freaking TV the and he TV. leaves it out, like those bits of humor that I did catch because I was just like, oh. um, I really enjoyed that. I love I love laughing sometimes even in the scary. Um, I, yeah. I always wait for the television to turn back on. That's oh, yeah. Amazing. I think that goes back to my point about Steven Spielberg having a very specific style. He does the summer blockbusters, which is why I didn't clock that this was a horror movie as a child, because it felt like a summer blockbuster with dead people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could definitely tell a Spielberg film. I mean, it's it's got a certain aesthetic to it. Yeah. It's so, like, lush, right? It's so, like, lush and... C- cinematic I mean it's really like the only word to I guess to use but it's right. yeah I love the like the make out of the house like I love the staircase is so oh I love it I would I would love to live in that house without the poltergeist please Say <laughs> house sans poltergeist <laughs> package deal train like that's a package deal What if I built like an actual replica of the house and then it came with older <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Show up. Somebody, somebody somewhere has got like the miniature, ver- like the model version Ooh. of this in their house, right? Like some weird horror person has got like something. Some horror fan with too much time on their hands. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I wrote to Lego one time. I'm like, Lego, if you make every house that's been in a horror movie into a Lego thing, people will buy it. And they were like, 
I never heard back from them. I'm not sure I got their mailing address correct, but <laughs> I still have an idea. It'll be coming out any Christmas. Like a Legoland, like the Exorcist house, like Hill. This house. is live, so if they start doing that, they better pay me. That's all I'm yes. saying. Yeah, we're gonna get first. Trademark that shit. EMT, empty, 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 empty. And then the little tree, and then there's like a little Robbie Lego, and then like the tree. <laughs> Perfect. So, so we talked about a new cast if we were to remake it, but who should direct a remake of this if we were to get a real remake that we weren't embarrassed by? Honestly, though, oh, like. Honestly, though, I, mm, okay. Uh, I would love to see an all black cast do this. Mm-hmm. However, I just want to say that at the first sign of, of some shit going down, they the folks be would be like, we'd be gone. Be out. <laughs> those, so, chairs, those chairs move away from that table. She's gone. Yeah. It's like, do the team hold, please? <laughs> Grab okay. Yeah, my Latina family, my Latino family would have been staging everything, rubbing <laughs> eggs on it. We would have been like, <laughs> removing. Get the holy water out and shit and be like, we're not, no. Yeah. Oh, I do, I do want to mention, because I thought this was really interesting, because I stayed for like the first few seconds of the credits um uh, quite a few more than i bet many films in 1983 um of the crew were women mm-hmm. uh, the the co-producer or exe- co-executive producer was a woman um two of the casting directors were women um it was it, i was like okay because i was expecting like dude, like mark sam timothy <laughs> charlie donald <laughs> Ronald, but no, it was like Beatrice and Pat, which Pat could be, I, mean, I guess. I don't I'm know. just curious about this whole. It's so interesting. Maybe just maybe just because we've had this conversation about crap legacy, um, this whole idea that women and girls are also driving this story as well. Mm-hmm. It was a very feminist night. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I, like the I love the men are accessories. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, like, the little brother doesn't become interesting until the clown attacks him. Right. And even right. then, it's just like, that was your dream. Oh, that tree moment. That tree moment with that little boy. <laughs> that was terrifying. Where is he going to go? <laughs> Where is that tree swallowing him? <laughs> I need answers. <laughs> <laughs> but like the moment when the when the uh, I think Gilda whatever her character's name is is telling the dad to like make Carol Ann listen to him and he won't like he's he's not really wanting to do it and the wife is like look get your shit together and do this <laughs> you're gonna give her a spanking <laughs> no, he was definitely your stereotypical nuclear family dad where he's like i don't believe in this shit i have to be difficult and just let my child be gone because i can't believe in things and i'm just like well good sir do you want caroline back or not (laughs) i was kind of wondering if some of those things he was saying that he never does does he never do that because he was like i never spanked her and i was like this is 1983 we didn't come around on spanking being abusive until like now <laughs> two days ago no which most generations could have told you bad idea but here we are and so like i also i also just thought that was intriguing that like because he's been so useless this whole movie for the most part but it's like which one are you is she afraid of him <laughs> and so it goes back to the dads rolling in after like working all day to beat their children and then eat their dinner and go to sleep and so <laughs> I don't know about family dynamic. That's something I would like to see in newer movies. I don't know how that would have to be changed. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, I he has that moment. Yeah, I will say he does. He doesn't seem abusive. Like he does not seem terrible, like some dads do in horror films. 
But I, I still question what you do, Sheree, about like why has it got to be the man when mom is around all the time? Right? He's reading Reagan. Oh, wow. He's reading Reagan. <laughs> not believing his children and his wife. Did we, yeah. did we discuss them smoking pot? I mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it enough because she was smoking pot and he was reading this like Republican manifesto. And I was like, how do you two coexist? What? <laughs> what are you doing? Because like they were getting in with the weed too. Like yeah, they were. She, she was rolling. I was like, oh, okay. But like, I was kind of wondering, I was just like, that's something really interesting that like, I don't remember having seen in films like adult couples doing something first of all illegal but also like mind alt there's this whole like mind altering aspect to it as well that's mm -hmm. kind of like hmm mm -hmm. interesting them you know, with them smoking the wacky tobacco yeah like it's been so long since I've seen this movie that I was so young enough to think it was cigarettes. That's how long it's been. Or too giddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, people do get happy when they smoke cigarettes. Okay. And now that I'm like, dumb, like, no, there's more to this story. <laughs> so true. I did, I did love how the house in the beginning like faked the family out. They were like, I'm gonna take this kid, this, this boy and try to suck him down a tree. But really, I'm going after Carol Ann because they're all going to be running outside while Carol Ann's being sucked into the closet. And I was like, that's a smart house. That's they get a tornado house. too. Yeah. And right. that weird, yeah. That weird, like. That didn't do anything. I love the line where she was like. Tornado. <laughs> I love the line where the mom is like, if that was a real tornado, there wouldn't be a house standing anywhere. <laughs> right. And she's like, I guess it skimmed us. I'm like, mom, what? It's like, it's like bitch, we are watching a funnel cloud. Like, we see a funnel cloud. And then they're like, oh, it must have just skimmed us. I was like. <laughs> what? No, no. The things no. people make up to explain away what is actually happening in a horror movie. <laughs> Nuts. Nuts. Uh, <laughs> another piece of trivia is that heather o'rourke was so terrified during that scene where she got sucked in the closet um i read that uh she was so scared and stephen king told her uh, stephen king i keep doing it stephen spielberg told her they did it like i think a, just a, a few times and he was like okay we don't have to do that anymore because it scared her so bad Right, because he's not as abusive as Stanley Kubrick. Boom! Um, <laughs> making circles. That's fine. <laughs> Next point, Amanda. Shrey <laughs> uh, and I have a war on Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, you do. <laughs> as should be, because... As should be, because... Let's be real. Um, I mean, I wrote a moment here where it's like, where we see the dad break down, where it's like where uh, Tangina's talking about the beast. Mm. But I like how they all huddle together. Like they reminded me of the sea turtles and Nemo when Dory was like, what an adventure. And they go, what happened? And I was like, you know, they all huddled together, but then the dad's crying because I'm like, I don't know if he's uh, like worried about the child or it's just a freaking pure exhaustion. You know, like, mm. Does is he worried about Diane? Is he worried about Caroline? Or he's just so done, you know? And that was a moment where I was like, I would have just been done. Because oh, yes. she's like, it's the beast. And you're like, oh, again? Like, what the yeah. hell? That moment was so creepy because she was saying that this beast to Caroline looks like another child. A so child. that's how it like was coaxing her into trusting it. But to us, it's a beast. And I'm curious. Do you all think that, that the um, ghost creature that the mom sees, is that the beast? That like when she's trying to get into the, at the end, when she's mm -hmm. trying to get into the door to the kid's room and she can't, and then she's like knocked backwards and there's this weird like spider looking skull headed thing. <laughs> I can't describe it really, but. <laughs> I don't know which one because the beast had so many costume changes or what I thought was the beast had so many costume changes. Like the giant skull that flies out of the closet. 
I actually think, yeah, and I actually think that's the point. I think the point is like this thing is so like amorphous mm-hmm. that it's gonna because remember when it almost gets Robbie again, mm-hmm. uh, it mm-hmm. looks like it looks like the upside down, right? It's those like yeah. things, right? That like come out. Um, that is true. Yeah. Every time it appears to someone, it's something different. Because like they've said to Carol Ann, it's a child. To the dad, it's that skull that comes out of the closet. To the mom, it's the spider-looking thing. And to yeah. I, I love that moment where she says where she says the thing about um, to Carol Ann, it looks like a child. Mm. It it wants it wants her Mm-mm. to trust it. I'm and I'm sure. like, I want to see what that looks like. Yes. Tangina told him that it's been basically reading their minds so it already knows what they're thinking and how they feel. So that might be why it's coming in them in different avenues. Because it, yeah, it comes as a clown to Robbie, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> or a tree, one of the two. Or no, that doll, that's a, that's a real doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the clown doll. Can we talk for a second about the moment when, because I was so annoyed, because again, we go back to when neighbors aren't helpful, when seemingly <laughs> trying to be helpful neighbors aren't helpful. Like they come and yes, they help the mom out of the pool of dead bodies. But then she's like, come help me. I need your help getting my kids out of it. And there's like, what's going on with your kids? No, we're not going. And I'm like, yeah, what? These are children. Like you're not going to help save someone's child. That's so fucked up. The wife with the umbrella in that couple, though, while all this rain and water and this hurricane force, and she's out there with the umbrella holding her husband's hand, like, no, we shouldn't go in there. And the umbrella's being beaten up. And I was like, your umbrella's as worthless as you are right now. (laughs) Truly. And they were were even trying to stop her from going to save her children. Like, he was trying to pull her out of the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a fire. It's poltergeist. (laughs) <laughs> we, saw, we, saw their, we saw their kids earlier in the movie eating off his plate. Oh. <sighs> I love that moment when they when they're they're running out, you know, they they're running out to the car and like the caskets and shit are like coming up out of the mm-hmm. ground and all that stuff. And they're running out to the car and it's that shot of him like trying to get the key and the trying to get the key in the ignition over and over and over and over and over. Right. And then the fucking thing comes out of the garage and mm-hmm. like Laps on the oh, on for the, sure. Yeah. And in that in, in that moment, I wanted to tell all of them in the car to stop screaming because he's yeah. trying, and there's like, go, 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 go. And I'm like, oh my god, like, I was... we and focused a lot on like... his jeans. We did on those jeans, right? When he was trying to find the key, right? It was like to his butt, and I'm like, is this a Levi's? Like, did you do like a <laughs> product placement? <laughs> They Thank were you, They were looking right nice though on Craig T. I'm just <laughs> um, But yeah, but also like I wonder like is that when that thing started? Because I feel like that trope, like that thing of like people screaming in horror movies of like get the key in the car, get the key in the car, drive or whatever, all this shit you know that people do in 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 horror movies. I wonder like if that's around the time that that kind of started because maybe that's like a penultimate moment in a horror movie some somehow that is gonna happen <laughs> or they're gonna argue about who's going to drive us <laughs> it does not matter no we have to drive away that's what matters are you in the driver's seat can you drive well then make this happen <laughs> exactly and then the, then robbie's in the back like drive away drive away it's like we're trying robbie I like to do that so I can have a funny ringtone. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and then the very end, not the very, not the very end, but like close to the end, when like the house like collapses in on itself, I was like, guess you ain't got no house no more. And it took all their shit with it. Furniture, clothes. <laughs> That's my other issue with the ending. So they're packing. But then they end up staying there and they still have some stuff. And she can take them everywhere in the house. <laughs> what did they pack? They didn't pack their house. Like, I <laughs> don't understand. Like, I. She's all up in the bathtub and like. Hanging out. Her stuff. And Listen, I'm like. 
Listen, she needed to relax, okay? She done been to the to the purgatory afterworld okay. with all the, the meat and juices that came out after. Jello. She needed to wash that off of her body. It's like placenta, like shit. That when was they burst from the ceiling, I almost said, I'm going to stop here. I blocked this for a reason. <laughs> they burst from the ceiling. They were they burst, burst from the ceiling. <laughs> Onto the black man and Dr. Lesh. <laughs> well, that's insulting. What? Like the afterbirth and the placental sack. I'm like, what are we doing? So I understand why she needed to take a bath. She needed a moment to soothe. <laughs> I would have taken a bath somewhere safe. The whole thing where, where Dominic Dunn's like, what do you, what's going on with this gray in your hair? Like, I also kind of love that moment, right? Where like, she's, she's like become so uh, traumatized by this house. Like it's mm -hmm. the thing of like, you know, their hair turns white or whatever. And then it like never got brought up again. Yeah. Yeah. No. She straight up had a, she had a Nancy from Nightmare moment. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you go through your daughter's closet and come out being birthed from your ceiling, <laughs> you're asked to do that. That's so crazy. Cause I thought it was like, for the longest time, I thought it was like a time thing. Like was time different when they went through mm. it? Like when those, those spirits are trapped. What if Carol Ann had come out like an old woman? <laughs> yeah. And Gina. <laughs> Perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird, yeah. And I, I get, yeah, I get the stress of it. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, this movie was a two-hour experience, and I agree. I think they could have easily cut at least fifteen minutes out of this movie. It had been great. Yeah, yeah. Most of the stuff up top was just there. Um, we got the fact that they were a family. We got who was who in the family. We didn't need it for all that time before Tangina shows up. Right. Well, like, and did, and did we need, like, all the time she did stuff with the chair and then, like, the times, the, like, the, and I get that, like, it, and maybe I, if I saw it cut that way, I might feel differently. Because, like Amanda said, I did enjoy that I did identify or maybe care maybe identify is not the right word but like I cared about what happened to this family I didn't want you know it's not like a <laughs> to bring her up again it's not like Nancy from Nightmare where I'm like she could die and I just don't give a fuck <laughs> sorry I know there's a bunch of Nancy fans out there but I am not one of them <laughs> um anyway back to this movie but um yeah, I'm, I'm glad that happened, but I still feel like you could have cut like 15 minutes out of it and I still would have cared because they're all great actors. I think those extra 15 is back because back then in the 80s, these were like new special effects. And mm -hmm. so while we're laughing at them today, people were like, oh my God, the CGI is timeless. And mm -hmm. so like they were taking their time and luxuriating and yeah, all did the- we need to spend five minutes on the doctor watching the room spin around and look, here's a record player. And here's yeah. this. And oh, the thing like, that comes yeah. in her face is, and she's like, oh, I'm like. Yeah, it all looks really bad now. I'm sure back then it looked cool. Do we need to see the whole eight minutes of Joe Beth Williams rolling around the walls and ceilings of her room trying to get out? I could have done with like 20 seconds of it tops and been like, I get it. It's a struggle. It's not like hereditary when Tony Collette does that and it's cool and scary. What? <laughs> Was in that T-shirt. Let it be, Sheree. <laughs> Let that moment live for me. Which, of course, has has lived in numerable iterations since then. Oh, how many? We just talked about Halloween uh, four with her and the cops do it right T-shirt or whatever. The cops do it by the book T-shirt and nothing else, and then being like, "I gotta put my clothes on. My dad's gonna think I had sex." Girl, <laughs> walk around with no pants on. <laughs> no pants on right? <laughs> so vulnerable like no pants on and then a ghost is gonna show up and you're like well in that, that <laughs> moment that scene was re was kind of, for a film that's pg-13 and for the most part before this has not been very sexual that scene is fairly sexual i mean the, the spirit or pol poltergeist or whatever try at first tries to start pulling her shirt up 
Mm. Before it dragged her on the walls and the ceiling and the floors. I couldn't couldn't tell what was going on in that struggle because it was like one of the first struggles with Invisible Man in the 80s. (laughs) Like they'd done it before that in older movies. But it was weird because you... You you just see the technique of her making herself move because they don't have like cables and wires. And so you see all of this and you're like, what is happening? It's, and so I couldn't I couldn't read if it was going for the shirt or if it was just going for her. And that's the choice she made. Yeah, it was right before that she started doing the bucking or whatever because she it, it pulls her shirt up and you see her stomach and she yanks it down. And then I guess the ghost poltergeist like, anybody else who's trying to rape a woman is like come here and starts like pulling her up i don't know but it was yeah that that was it was it was strange to make it sexual in that moment when nothing before has been Mm. you know so it's 56 it is and overall I, i i i enjoy this movie i you know it's not one of my favorites but i it's fun it's a fun little ditty I probably won't come back this time. This is my third time in my life. And I, like I said, as a kid, it didn't register. This was a horror movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a supernatural little adventure movie Steven is doing, cool. <laughs> it was a family adventure. As opposed to like, for me, like I agree, Sheree, like uh, for me, my whole thing was like, yeah, I never really thought of this as like a horror film, yeah. but I will say that like, interesting, like The Exorcist, I still think of that as a horror movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like there yeah. are some movies that you're like, that's a horror movie. I put this one in the camp of like Alien, where it's definitely on the line of something and maybe some horror, because Alien's definitely Alien. Done. So that's more sci-fi, but also they rip themselves out of each other. <laughs> so that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> so I, it, it's one of those where it's its own subcategory. I put them in that category together, though. Yeah. I, and, and- genre listings are always going to be very subjective because like to me aliens a monster movie and so therefore fits into the horror category this to me is a ghost movie even though it's a poltergeist whatever so therefore it fits into a horror film horror to me is like hugely encompassing to like even i mean i consider even though i don't like these movies but like the scary movie franchise i consider them horror they're comedy horror but they're horror i don't like them but they're horror (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the conjuring right like i don't think that's a horror movie that that to me is like well particularly the first one which i think you all are watching right mm-hmm. i'm seeing it for the first time tomorrow so i'm happy it's not a horror movie <laughs> wow. it not, no that movie terrifies me i it just terrifies me. Good. it's so scary that oh! i'm ready also <laughs> also fun fact filmed in my hometown Ooh. Oh, fun times. Ooh. I'm going to send you a little Annabelle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, Annabelle I think she's a Funko now. That, that'd be adorable. That would be. But yeah, anyways, genre is weird and people have different things with it, you know. So, yeah. all right. Any final thoughts on this poltergeist before we uh, say adieu for the evening? This house is clean. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that every time I clean my apartment. <laughs> you should and think of Zelda every single time. She's, every time. She's, that was so magic. That was magic. It was. All right. So uh, tomorrow we'll be back with you at one o'clock with uh, what? One o'clock central. <laughs> one o'clock central. Let me be specific about that. One o'clock central um, with Spiral, which is on Shutter. If you have, if you're able to get Shutter or get a week, um, uh, what are they called? Trials. Um, it's worth. I would say it's definitely worth it for a week. If you do the week trial, um, there's some other movies you should watch on there, aka host. Hello, I'm Gemma. Um, where's that? Where's that publicity thing? We need some money for all these plugs we're giving. <laughs> No, literally, I'm gonna call you up to be like, "Hi, um, loved your movie." Here's this episode. This episode. This episode. Right. Will you sign my Zoom? Um. <laughs> also, uh, horror noir is yes. the absolute most badass uh, 
every black actor just about in every horror movie you've ever seen horror noir about the black horror experience it is fierce also scream queen i need to see that one i still need to watch that i'm really excited about it i know i'm i'm (laughs) um oh my god (laughs) we will we will talk about that all right but Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Ashley and Amanda for joining us again. Um, so see you tomorrow at one o'clock central. Yes. For spiral. <laughs> for spiral on shutter. All right. Get your costume pictures in. I'm gonna start a thread tonight, but like we have to vote on them. Right. I'm not not gonna say I'll vote for pet photos. Um <laughs> yes, but pet you can go. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so do that and make sure you vote on the uh, poll for our final audience choice and vote in the all the other stuff as well. But um, yeah, without further ado, stay fierce out there. Bye. Bye. Oh. All right. Yay. Stop it.